Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and co-hosting with me is Chris. You there, Chris? I'm here today. How are you, James? Good. And you know what? We got a co-hosting again with us, Chris. It's Mark Slauson. You there, Mark? I'm here. I'm here, James. But you in there with the host tonight. You know what I'm saying, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's beautiful. We should have another guest call in and kind of rally your brain today, Mark. You can call in and play with you a little bit today. Play with your mind about college sports. I told him you're the best, so don't mess with you. <laughs> Oh, boy. Sounds interesting. Well, Mark, well, Mark Chris, I'm going to start off with um, a lot of things went on this weekend. College, you know, they came up with the playoffs. And, you know, Chris, as you know, Mark Mark is big in the college. You know a lot about college. But uh, I still think, Chris, that the playoff system and the way they come up with this, the teams with the big-name schools always get the, the, the head of it. What do you think, Mark? I do. I mean... There's, there's no doubt uh, uh, the, the big-name schools are the ones that, that get uh, the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, you know, the way everything kind of fell this last weekend, it uh, it definitely benefited the, the big guys. Obviously, Alabama took care of business and, uh, and Clemson as well. So those were kind of no-brainers. And then, uh, you know, you had their had a bye this week, and they had our, their – their season was already already done, so didn't have anyone to, to bypass them. And then, of course, uh, you know Michigan State with uh, a, a nail biter against Iowa, they pulled it off. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't really argue with any of the the four teams being in the playoffs this year, James. I mean, you know, the only team that you know, kind of the of the smaller schools that even sniffed, uh, you know, kind of getting in that conversation was was Houston. And I mean, they. You know, that wasn't going to happen this year. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, I think it's kind of the nature of the beast, and you. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, do you have any issue with the with the final four teams, or do you think that uh, the committee got it right? Uh, well, you want to go first, Chris? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I, I I do think that they they got it right as far as you know the top four. Whether Alabama deserves to be second, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'll do make a comment about the about uh, one of the games though. Clemson, North Carolina. North Carolina was at their heels. I, I, at one point, they were ahead in the first half, and then Clemson ended up scoring a touchdown. You know, near the in the second half or the second quarter, to go into to you know being ahead at halftime, and and every time Clemson scored, North Carolina scored. So it was it was they were right there with them. So um, North yep. Carolina really gave them a run for their money. It's, it's not the – this is what I think, Mark and Chris, and maybe you can jump in and stop me, Mark, but I'm not saying the schools that's there are not good schools and great players. What I'm saying is if you got a school, um, say like uh, when Wyoming a couple of years ago, Wyoming's the worst team ever, got to play Nebraska. Nebraska say, hey, we'll pay y'all $300,000. Wyoming say, okay, we'll take that money. No one's going to get slapped in the mouth, 
You know what I'm saying? But Nebraska, hey, that's an easy win for us. That's what those schools do, Mark. I mean, what is it, 12, eight, nine games in the college thing? I'm not sure. But five of those is with schools that, you know, they've beaten up and scored 50, 60 points. And now you play one of your schools like Chris Sand, North Carolina, and Clemson, gave them a run for their money. Everybody think you know, but gave them a run for their money. Now you play one or two games, you know, against a tough school, but you got five or six wins on your belt. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. You know, Mark, Chris. So, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong or right, but they playing some crappy schools on their schedule, and they might get one good game where Michigan and Iowa, you know, and that probably came around every four years. So, you agree with that or no? Well, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, and I, I think that it's the system, really, that uh, that leads to, to to these teams choosing to play against these cupcakes. Again, I, I mean, I've harped on it a million times, but you know, like you look at the SEC and those guys, they, they don't even play Division One teams. I mean, they're, they're loading up their schedule with two F- FCS teams apiece. Uh, again, and, and then at the end of the year, you know, you talk about Alabama's resume and, and they say, oh, well, Alabama's beaten, you know, six teams that have eight wins on the season. And if you dig deeper into the numbers, you see that, uh, you know, some of those teams that have eight wins really only have six credible wins because they've got a couple wins against these crappy teams. So uh, I, I feel your pain on that. And uh, it, it's, uh, again, I think it's a product of the system. I know the Big, uh, the big Ten uh, has uh, banned their, their teams uh, from playing against FCS teams. Um, and then the Big 12 just announced this week that they're only allowing their teams to play one FCS team per season. So I think that uh, the writing's on the wall to, to try to, to eliminate some of those cupcake games, and it's super frustrating. I mean, I you know, Art Browse is probably, you know, peeing his pants right now, knowing that he actually has to play some decent teams uh, moving forward. But uh, yeah, I, I I feel I feel your pain on that, man. I I, I hate why, and it just makes for bad football. I mean, who wants to watch, uh, you know, Alabama against Chattanooga State? I mean, really. Um, and you know, so I think what's going to happen is a lot of these, you know, the, these uh, conferences are getting to the point where they're getting rid of these, uh, you know, really low tier games. And I, I think you are going to start seeing some of those games, James, where they're playing like more mid-range type teams like Wyoming, you know, Colorado State, some of those type of teams. And um, I think the uh, result is going to be there's going to be a lot more upsets and there's going to be a lot more interesting football. And uh, we'll get a better idea of who the, who the really good teams are. So hopefully that will uh, continue, uh, that trend will continue and, and you know, the SEC and ACC and some of these other conferences will, will jump on board with that. Well, comment I have to make to that has to do with um, with what you're saying about Wyoming. So, um, a couple of years ago, you know, Wyoming was enticed to play Tennessee. I think I think two years back to back, and you know the money's good. Um, however, these little schools playing these these big boys, they're not used to it, and. I think back to back, the, the, that it was like one of the first games of the season. Wyoming lost their quarterback two years in a row to 
a Tennessee and, and, and another big school like that. So it hurts the small schools when they, when they play big teams like that. The money's good, but it hurts them. Yeah, so, and, and you gotta look at you gotta look at too, Mark. I mean, you see these schools like, and I gotta talk about the school that you like, but and when when they do get to play a big school, they don't know what to do. Look at Notre Dame when they guys play uh, Alabama, that you know what I'm saying? Notre Dame looked like a Division two school playing, didn't they? I mean, they, they oh man, you in the Notre Dame Alabama game, buddy? You gotta get over that one. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm not a Notre Dame fan by any stretch. They, they had no business being there with Alabama. You know that. Come on, Mark. Be no, real. I, hey, that was a, that was an ugly matchup. That was a that was a terrible national championship game. It, it was an overrated uh, Notre Dame team that year. They didn't play that great of a schedule. Um, I'm not speaking to this year's team. I still I still think Notre Dame is a very good team this year. I really do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a mismatch. That was a just a God, that was such a bad game, and it was so anticlimactic. I was kind of hoping that you know I was rooting for Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama and Notre Dame were two of my least favorite teams, but um, I definitely was rooting for Notre Dame in that game to try to kind of break the SEC streak of winning national championships and quiet some of their fan bases because they're just so obnoxious and loud and uh you know obviously that didn't that didn't happen and they they didn't really show up to that game and it was a it was a complete slaughter so but uh anyways yeah whatever i'll, I'll leave you along about another day i'll leave you along about another day <laughs> <laughs> the good sport Go ahead, man they're pretty good this year they're pretty good and they gave yeah they gave stanford all they could handle that was a great game and and uh you know they played a tough. I they played a tough schedule, and I got to give them props this year, man. I think they they uh, they deserve to be in the in the in the conversation all year. And you know they had two two really close losses, and you know they're they're going to be they're going to be in a good bowl. I think they're playing in the Fiesta Bowl, and uh, it was a good season for them. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. So just so you know that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. So Mark, so Mark what you were saying was um, regarding the Big 12 making their announcement yesterday. Basically, mm-hmm. what it was was uh, they now require all their teams to schedule at least one game from another Power Five conference or Notre Dame, you know, because they see Notre Dame still still good every year. Um, right. And and you know we know that schedule strength is a big part of the college football playoff uh, committee's committee's decision. Um, you know, but my my question, I mean, we just talked a little bit about Wyoming, you know, will this help or hurt a team like Kansas who went winless this season? Kansas, I don't think there's any help in Kansas, man. That is mm-hmm. a, uh, <laughs> that team, uh, they need to, to find their next Mark Mangino uh, to, to coach them because they have been in the dumpster for, you know, three or four years now where they're just, uh, you know, kind of the laughing stock of the, of the big 12 and, Really not putting up a fight. Um, I, you know, for them, I mean, seriously, they're they're like getting like trying to get, you know, three or four wins a season. So I think it's going to kind of hurt them because they they want to play as many cupcakes as they can. Absolutely. In the Big Twelve, you know, they've got nine nine conference games. They're going to be the underdog in every single one of those games. So uh, for those remaining three games, I think it behooves them to to, to play some some cupcakes that are even more cupcakier than they are. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. That, I think it would kind of hurt Kansas. But again, I, I think it's good for the, uh, 
for the sport. And uh, I mean, you know, you know said, I mean, it's just I love the I love the regional matchups when you have you know two two good teams going at it. And um, again, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that are kind of you know like a, a team like Temple this year, like Memphis. You know, some of those teams are are very good. And uh, you know, they're, they're, I think they're going to start getting more of a chance to play some of the, the big uh, the big boys, and uh, I think it's going to I think it's going to help them, and it might uh, might allow for one of those types of teams to actually you know get in the get in the final four one year if they end up playing a couple of really good teams and you know go undefeated throughout the season. So, um, but yeah, Kansas, uh, unfortunately, I, they're. They're a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what we do. We got to take a break, and when we come back, I want to ask you too about what Chris just said. Kind of a little bit more. You elaborate on it because that was a good question, and um, I want to hear what you think. Well, um, what I say this and see if you think like a Kansas and a Wyoming. You know, what would be their hope? You know, we'll be back. I'll, I'll ask you the question. We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports now you can take your favorite voice america radio program with you anywhere sign up for our mobile app if you have an iphone android or blackberry the voice america interactive radio player powered by aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere live and on demand no registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your co-host, Chris, coming back with Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, James is, is with us. I'm not sure if you're there, James. If not, um, he'll be on shortly. In the meantime, I know we have our guest, Mark Slauson. You there, Mark? Yep, still here. Perfect, perfect. Um, and I believe we have another guest, John. Are you there, John? 
Oh, he must not be on yet. Okay. Anyway, Mark, let's go back and talk a little bit about college. Yep. You know, so basically now that the regular season's over, you know, teams are preparing for lo- for the bowl games. You know, mm-hmm. the coaches are now having to focus on recruiting. You know, I know that we've discussed this, you know, before, but I want to drive it home again. There seems to be five things that favor certain schools. You know, and that has to do with geography, you know, local mm-hmm. recruiting territory, uh, recruiting and football budget, you know, the money that they have, facilities, big stadiums, you know, make them feel important. Um, the next level considerations, which are like NFL alumni and pro prospects, and then yep. other intangibles, like this could be a winning tradition, you know, the school could be a winning tradition, game day experience, academics, you know, et cetera. Um, what other reasons can teams say to recruits to try to get them to play with their school? I mean, I think those are all, all those the aforementioned uh, reasons are, are really, you know, the, the, the main reasons that, that players will choose to go to a, a certain team. I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but I think one of the major things nowadays is kind of the system that that, uh, that school runs. I mean, if you look, and it's probably a little Big 12-centric, but, uh, you know, Baylor and TCU and, and Oklahoma, you know, all these guys, all those teams are kind of running this spread offense where they're, you know, throwing the ball around and, and really mixing it up with the run and the pass. And, uh, you know, they all, all three of those teams are kind of, kind of like hot teams, you know, like they're, um, they've had recent success. Uh, in the case of Oklahoma, they've had success uh, sustained for a long period of time. But I think the system that the, the team runs really can, can uh, sway a kid to, to go to that school. Um, and I'll say that because I know uh, uh, University of Texas, I mean, right now we're having a hard time getting a lot of these, these top-notch recruits. Uh, we, we might check the boxes on probably five of those things that you just mentioned, but we don't really have a system, and, and there's not a, a defined offensive mindset as to what, the, what they're trying to do. So the recruits don't really know what they're getting into, and you know they're looking at other schools that already have that set. And uh, I'll also say that uh, specifically in the state of Texas, a lot of those high schools are running those those spread offenses, and so they just want to continue on the path that they're currently on. You know, when they when they get to the next level to to college, you know they don't have to relearn an entire new. Uh, system and they, you know, they can plug themselves in and and, and be up and running quickly. So uh, I'm not sure if that was one of the things you mentioned, but I would say that that's that's definitely uh, a deciding factor for a lot of kids. Um, and you know, look at a school like Alabama. You know, they specialize kind of in just the power running back and and uh, you know those big offensive linemen that are just drive blocking and and you know so they they have you know kind of a defined system. And, uh, you know, if a kid kind of fits their system, and um, then I think that they're, they're likely to, to end up there. Nice. James, are you with us? James, okay. wake up. Okay. Okay. All right, well, so let's talk a little bit more about bowl games. So, you know, but there's there's... Two national championship bowl games that are that are there are two cha- two bowl games that will predict who's going to be the national champion. You know that when they when they play each other. Um, so.
So there, there's the, the Goodyear Cotton Cotton Bowl, which is number three, Michigan State, versus number two, Alabama. And then there's the Capital One Orange Bowl, number four, number four Oklahoma versus number one, Clemson. You know, based on, you know, let, let, let's, let's talk about the first one, the Cotton Bowl, Michigan State versus Alabama. You know, who do you think is going to win in that one? You know what? I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, I, I the um, Michigan State has really just had kind of one of those uh, fairy tale type seasons. They had that uh, fortunate win against uh, Michigan on that crazy block punt at the end of the game. Uh, and then they, you know, they handled Ohio State, and then they beat uh, Iowa. And, and they're just winning kind of ugly. I mean, all their games are kind of low scoring, um, but they're finding a way to win. And um, you know, I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to 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 pull that off. I know they're I think they're a ten point solid underdog in that game, but uh, it just seems like they're kind of a team of destiny this year. And um, I like their their quarterback. I mean, they they, they don't wow you with anything crazy. I mean, they've, they've got some athletes, you know, at the wide receiver position. They run the ball pretty well, and you know, of course, Connor Cook is a, a senior quarterback, and uh, he makes good decisions. And um, and, and their defense, you know, they the beginning of the year they really struggled, and it was very uncharacteristic of a of a Michigan State team. They were just really not playing well on that side of the ball. And then uh, they, they had a lot of injuries and, and kind of got healthy. And uh, they've really turned it up the last uh, three or four games. They're on a roll. They've, they've played a lot of tough games, a lot of really nationally um, watched type deals. And so I, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, um, if you look at Alabama, I mean, they have – They've lost their last two bowl games. I mean, they lost the Sugar Bowl two years ago against Oklahoma, and they got blown out in that game. Mm-hmm. And then last year, you know, they lost uh, to, to Ohio State kind of in similar fashion. They got they got beat up pretty good. So I know that uh, most people are going to pick them, but uh, you know, they were they've been they were picked the last two years to to, to do damage and to to win their major bowl games, and they they lost so. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm. Uh, I'll be rooting for Michigan State, but uh, uh, it should be a should be kind of a uh, an interesting ball game, that's for sure. Right. And what about uh, Clemson? The Clemson game, you know, and uh, you know, you. who? Yeah. What? What? What's what, what's the outcome on that one? You know, I like Clemson. Cause it, cause there's, there's two Heisman I'm, candidates that are playing against each other. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. I mean. There's going to be a lot of talent on the on the field in that game. I mean, I think that's the, the, what's going to give Clemson the advantage at the end of the day. I think they just have better athletes. I, I like their quarterback a lot better. Um, he's kind of a bigger, stronger guy. I think Baker Mayfield. He's kind of a. I think he's kind of a poor man, Johnny Manziel. You know, he kind of runs around, improvises, kind of makes crazy plays, but. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see the the consistency in his play. I mean, I I watched them. You know, when they played Texas this year, I mean, Texas just was all over. It. I mean, yeah, I think they sacked him six times, and um, he just looked so vulnerable back there, and, and wasn't able to make any plays. Now, I know that after that game, 
you know, they kind of reassess things and really try to, to to work based upon their running game, and, and that's really been been clicking. I mean, Mixon is is a is a great tailback, and, and Samaji P Ryan is also a great tailback as well. Um, but I just in those kind of games, I kind of feel like a, the, it's it's going to come down to the the passing game a little bit. I think that the Clemson's going to be really just trying to to shut down that that running game, and I'm not sure that. That Mayfield is, is going to be able to, to to make the type of plays he's been making all year against that defense, and and uh, you know they're just so athletic, and and they just really kind of fly around, and um, I can see him struggling to, to to make those kind of Manziel-esque type of plays. Um, and I and I you know I mean OU they've had a good year, they really have. I mean of course they lost to Texas, and you know they they kind of squeaked by. TCU, you know, they were playing with their backup quarterback, and they also played against Baylor with with their backup quarterback. So if you kind of, you know, they they blew out Oklahoma State, which, I mean, that that happens every year against Oklahoma State. They they just never play very well against OU. Um, but I don't know. I just, I to me, I, I think uh, I give the edge to Clemson in that game, and and uh, uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a great game to watch, and. Um, I do think that Clemson's going to come out on top of that one. Yep, I agree. This is uh, James, are you back, back with us? Did we lose other guests? Chris? Uh, I, I, he, he never he never came on. Oh, shoot, we must have lost him. But, Mark, oh, I'll try and give him a call back. But, Mark, I have another question for you. You know, you look yes, at sir. Pro, and he says they don't have a run game. <clears throat> Teams can't win to go to Super College, you know, because you always see college, you know, mostly is mostly run, but now you're starting to see them going to the past. You know, you've seen um, <clears throat> LSU, they had the one guy supposed to be in the Heisman, you know, they kept giving the ball, the team started to stop him. Now you got no pass game, you can't win. They lost, right. I think it was three in a row, wasn't that? It was thinking about firing the yeah, coach, yeah, thinking yeah, about quitting, but do you see the same yeah. for that in college that with the pro? Because I know um, a lot of teams now are saying they're getting the players ready for pro to play the pro game, but it's, it's starting to change. It's like it's a farm league for pro teams. Do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and I agree with you. You know, you just can't you can't be one-dimensional. You know, I mean, it's, just, it's a very obvious uh, take. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a great example of LSU this year. You know, they're – Offense was 100 uh, percent the the you know the power run game with Fournette and uh, he just ended up you know I mean teams can stack the box and uh, I don't care how good of a running back you are uh, you're not going to be able to to do anything against the eight or nine man front you know and and that that's the case with them and you know a team like Alabama you know they've they've kind of just got enough in the passing game to keep teams honest I mean they're I mean, they've, they've, Derrick Henry has has run the ball. He ran it 46 times uh, against uh, Auburn, and then he came back and ran it 44 times against Florida in the national, or in the SEC championship game, which is just crazy. But I mean, it does seem like they're able just to get. I mean, they've got a they've got some great wide receivers there at Alabama. Those guys just kind of go up and get the ball. And I mean, Coker's not a great quarterback by any stretch, but. Uh, He's just got some amazing athletes uh, on the edge, and 
And it, it seems like they just always hit that kind of timely pass uh, just to keep the keep the defense off a little bit and loosen things up. And so, yeah, um, I, I definitely think that uh, you know there's something to that in the in the college game as, as well as the pro game, James, for sure. Well, so we have got to take another break. I don't know how we lost our guests. <clears throat> try to get them back on. But we'll keep it moving. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little pro. And I know you got a bunch of questions from Mark, Chris. you got it written mm-hmm. down. I know you do, don't you? I do. <laughs> we'll be right back. James, Chris, and Mark. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. i got hosting with me. Chris, you still there, Chris? I'm here, James. And Mark. Mark, you still there? Yep, I'm here. You know, I want all the listeners to know that uh, when me and Chris are not able to do it and we're doing it, Mark will be doing the show. So you're going to have a good show with you, right, Mark? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we're going to wait for our guest to call back, and we still talk a little bit. You know, we go to college and a little pro. I'm sure he'll call back. Uh, it was a mystery guest. He texted me early today said he'd be listening to the show, so he said he wants some questions for you, Mark. Oh, great. <laughs> so that's good, you know, back from Chicago. 
uh, people that be listening back in Chicago. So uh, I'm sure they call back. That'll be good. But uh, I want to get Mark, I'm going to try to get to a little pro. There's been some wacky stuff going on. You see how Green Bay won at the end, and Cam Newton, uh, Carolina still winning. Philadelphia was blowing. New England all ended up beating them. But, Mark, do you see where it's starting to change the times? I mean, I know New England got a lot of injuries, and Denver went in there and beat them. But um, I don't know about you, Mark. I'm getting tired of the same old team winning all like that. So it's kind of nice to see a Carolina winning and doing that. But, you kind of seeing that, you know, like these teams are starting to pick up on, like, now Tom Brady, how to play him, you know, because if you see, if you rush Tom Brady, um, they lose. I mean, he throw everywhere, but um, start these new teams like um, Carolina and even Tampa's got a six and six, but is it is the time starting to change now, um, Mark, with these teams? It seems that way, at least in the last couple of weeks. I mean, it seems like this whole NFL season has just been kind of a roller coaster really. I mean the only consistent team has been Carolina. You know, obviously they're undefeated and they're uh just having an unbelievable year. But yeah, I mean uh absolutely like so the last four weeks or so New England has really looked vulnerable. And um I don't know if they're you know, I don't know if they're gonna get it back. I mean it it, it seems like teams are kinda of, Cluing into to their situation where they're just so banged up, and you know they don't have Gronkowski uh, to kind of save the day for for Brady, and um, they, they just seem like they're out of sorts. And um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, and, and Green Bay really has kind of been up and down this year too. And yeah, they had that miracle win uh, on the. That Monday night game, it was just, uh, or I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday night, but uh, what a crazy finish that was. I don't think I've ever seen a Hail Mary thrown that high. And that was just, that was nuts, the trajectory uh, that he threw that ball with. And um, that was just a a miracle win for them. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's, just fun to see some some other teams kind of rising up. And, you know, I like the Panthers a lot. And uh, like you said, like you mentioned, Tampa Bay, they're really uh, – I, mean, I don't think uh, a lot of people thought that they'd be a, a 500 team this year. And I think they have a good chance of maybe winning three of the last four games this year and, and having a winning record, you know, and in the season like a 9-6 and six, um, or 10-6. and six. Eh, Actually, my math is terrible. Uh, how about 9-7? and seven? Um, But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – you know, the – some of these uh, top top tier teams are, are looking vulnerable, but I will say, kind of on the contrary, the Seahawks. You know, they started off this season. You know, they were under 500 for a good portion of it. Just started off really pretty pretty crappy, and they've uh, they've started to make make some noise, and they look like they're going to be a force to contend with in, in the NFC. So, got to keep your eyes out for those guys as well. You know what? I want you to hold off on the Seahawks because next week I'm going to get Nevy back on and we want to see what he got to say about, you know what I'm saying, Mark? Nice. Oh, cool. Nice. So he'll be, nice. we'll get him on next week. But I want to get some of the, um, before you go, Chris, I know you got a bunch of things, but I want to pick Mark's brain real quick, Chris. And you can jump in too, Chris, because um, then then they say the NFC North with Dallas, Philly was the toughest, you know, division with those teams. Now it seems like that's the weakest one around for the last two years. What do you think is going on with that? Chris, you want to go first and then you, Mark? 
Yeah, I can go first. I, I think part of the problem is, yeah, you have three teams that are five and seven, um, Redskins, Eagles, and Giants, and then you have the Cowboys that 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 pulled out a win miraculously on on Monday night that are four and eight. So none of them are five hundred. Um, I, I just I, I I don't know if they're if they if they're that strong or 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 not. I I I tend to not think they are because if if you're that strong, you're not under five hundred. You know, all around. But what Mark, happened? what do you think? What happened, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what I happened? Think that it's, it's really weird. I mean, the Giants uh, are probably the most talented team. You think, you know, the best team kind of on paper. And they've just, just imploded in the fourth quarter this year, just in a crazy way. I mean, they've lost, I think they've lost five games where they've had the lead in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, they could be, you know, I mean, let's say they win, you know, half of those games. I mean, at least they're, you know, respectable, like seven and, and three or whatever. Seven and four, again, my math is, is not uh, – is, is failing me today. But, uh, yeah, they've lost a lot of tough ones. I mean, Washington, they're – I think they're kind of overachieving, really, for, for what I expected out of them this year. They've they've, they've won some pretty good, decent games and, and – uh, yeah, but they still they really don't have a quarterback. I mean, I don't think Cousins is is the answer. Um and they've just got a lot of holes and their roster really isn't all that great. So I think they're kind of doing well to be at five and seven. The Eagles they're just kind of an enigma. I don't know what's going on there. I mean they um you know, I, I like Chip Kelly, I really do, and, and he had so much success his first two years there and they just don't. Uh, they haven't been clicking this year uh, offensively. You know, they've showed signs. I mean, again, they you know they they beat uh, New England, and that was a big win on the road, uh, no less. Um, but they kind of did it with special teams, really. I mean, they had you know a blocked punt, they had a uh, you know return for a touchdown, and then they had a punt return for a touchdown, uh, and an interception return for a touchdown all night that same game. So I don't know if that was. Uh, Indicative of how, how you know how they can play, or if it was just kind of a fluky game. I think I'd kind of trend towards saying it was a, a fluky game. And then, uh, then you have the Cowboys, you know, sitting there at four and eight with no quarterback to speak of. And I mean, you remember last year, um, you know, the Cowboys they just ran the ball so well, and I mean, there was talk, you know, oh man, they're the best offensive line in the history of you know, the world, basically. Um, and it's just amazing. You know, and you touched on it earlier, James. I mean, if you if you don't have the threat of the past, then tell you what, those defenses can make you look very average as a team. And they haven't been able to run the ball this year. They haven't been able to pass. And, uh, I mean, it just goes to show you how valuable Tony Romo is for that team. Um, and I know he gets a lot of flack. But uh, he's a great player, and he, he opens up the passing game, which, which in turn opens up the running game and, and makes those offensive linemen look great. Um, I haven't heard you know, anything to, to speak of as far as that, that offensive line unit just being uh, you know, all universe like I, like I heard last year. So uh, it's, it's a quarterback league, and uh, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, then uh, you're going to struggle, and, and uh, that's you – know, they – They've looked pretty bad, and I mean that that last game uh, against Washington that was just a that was a sloppy one. They could they could easily be you know three and nine. So um, 
I, I think uh, I think there's a lot of mediocrity in the NFC East. And yeah, James, I remember you know shoot five years ago, you know, so, I mean, even even further back, of course, you know, uh, the NFC East has always been considered one of the best divisions in football, and and rightfully so. I mean, the Giants and Cowboys have won their fair share of uh, championships, and uh, even and the Skins even back in the day too. Um, so yeah, they're uh, they are not what they used to be. That's that is for sure. Well, two things, Mark. One, yeah. Um, with teams like New England, the way you're going to beat them, I mean, we all know special team can either win a game for you or lose a game. So, and that's the only reason how you're going to beat New England special team because you're not going to downright out beat them because Brady's going to score on you. We all know that. Absolutely. The second yep. thing is, remember, maybe it was like uh, you might have a better year of Mark or Chris, but about three years when. That San Francisco and Seattle League, and they won it with seven wins. Remember that year? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a horrible. Was everybody like they shouldn't be in the playoffs? But hey, teams like that, you know, um, the division end up dropping. You know, you, you feel like like Dallas this year with Philly and all like that. All four of those teams are horrible. You know. Totally. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Seattle, you know, they won that. They 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 yeah. beat uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the playoffs that year, I believe, um, as a seven to nine team, knocking New Orleans out of there. That's one thing. I mean, I don't know. The NFL needs to change that rule. I mean, if there's a team that's under 500, just because you won your division doesn't mean that you you ought to get a the home game. Um, that that was just ridiculous, man. I, I I was mad about that one. I mean, I think New Orleans had 10 or 11 wins that year, and and uh, there's just no reason. For for a, a seven and nine team to be remember, rewarded with a playoff game. Remember that it was some teams that was like nine and seven didn't even make it in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Got, right. You got somebody that's seven and nine make it and winning the division got home field. So, so let's take a no, last exactly. break. I mean, I, and I I kind of get that, James. I mean, I, I can understand them making the playoffs, and I know the NFL they want to create as much interest as they can throughout the, the country and, and you know, every every team they want to have a, a chance of of winning. So I can understand why they why they do that, but you know, once the playoffs start, I mean I, I just I don't know, that just really bothers me that they would reward a, a team like that with a uh, with a home playoff game. It just doesn't seem right. Well look, we're gonna take a last break, we'll come out and let Chris take over I know she has some questions and she yeah, so um, we all on you, Chris, to ask the question. So I'll be ready. This is Jane, Chris, and Mark, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, co-hosted with me, Chris. You there, Chris? I'm here, James. And Chris, is Mark still there? Yep, Mark, I know you're here. All right. Yep. Well, next week before we are in the show, we're going to have Nesby Glasgow on. And then following that, we're going to have Cliff Livingston play with the Bulls when they won the championship and play with Michael Jordan. So we're going to get to talk to him and see what he thinks and ask him questions about playing with Mike. Last time we had him on the show, he indulged some good times with Mike. But uh, we'll see what we're talking about. So. We'll start announcing our guests, you know, so everybody click in and can call in and always ask Mark or Chris some questions on me. So, well, Chris, take over. Perfect. You know, so. All right. So, uh, Mark, you know, this past week, Adrian Peterson, you know, Minnesota running back, he's leading the NFL rushing this season. You know, he's he's doing great. But he was quoted as saying that the Vikings were outcoached and outplayed in so many ways last Sunday, you know, against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I watched the game and felt the same way, you know, however – do you think that Adrian should have called out his coaches and team like that? Uh, not at all. I never understand that. I mean, I don't know what good can come out of that type of conversation uh, when you bring that out into the press. I mean, there's just there's no reason for it. You're just going to create dissension in your locker room. And um, I get the impression that uh, Peterson kind of he's an emotional guy. He he speaks from his heart, and uh, you know, I respect that, but sometimes you just got to put a lid on it and uh, suck it up. And, you know, I, I think that, if anything, you know, to take take credit for the loss, you know. I mean, you're out there playing the game, and, um, you know, if, if you feel differently, then that's something that you, you address in, in the locker room, you know, at a, the appropriate time. But to throw that out there in the press and, and – and, question your your coaches i just i i I don't like that i I don't think that was appropriate and um yeah i thought that was kind of a kind of a low low blow and a low move on his part yeah that's why i brought it up i i was feeling the same way i I, I like adrian and i've always thought he's been very classy but you know that was not right so absolutely And, and i mean you know again it's an emotional game and and they 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 got spanked pretty good i mean that was not a it wasn't a pretty game. I think they lost thirty-one to three. So yeah, I mean, 
I'm sure it wasn't the best coached game in the history of, uh, of football. Um, it was probably pretty bad, but uh, again, that's just something you got to keep keep under your hat and and, uh, and talk about behind the scenes. You right, right. About that, Mark and Chris is, you know, um, um, a lot of people don't know it. You know, when I played, you know, we had Buddy and you had like a big name, Randall, and all like that. But those players have more pull than the coaches. You know, and it's sad to say, but you know. Those players could get those coaches fired, I mean, and get them out of there. It's like a big time like Adrian or Randall went back in, you know, because all they got to do is speak up and say, I can't play for him. And the team figured to get rid of the coaches said that player is bringing their money for him, you know. So that's what's so sad about these players like Adrian would speak up about his coach like that could get him fired. You know what I'm saying? That's ugly. Go yeah. in his office and talk to him, hey, coach, blah, 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 you know. So I totally agree with you and Chris on that one, you know. Right, Absolutely. right. Wow. So next thing um, I read today was um, apparently the Cincinnati Bengals are the NFL top are the NFL's top team according to the Vegas Power Ranks. You know, what's your thoughts on this? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I can see that they're they've been they've been rolling pretty good this year, and uh, yeah, they're a very balanced team. They got uh, you know a, a good solid defense got a good running game and and i mean Andy Dalton has been playing out of his out of his mind this year really uh so i can see that i mean i i think that they've probably got a uh, actually i'm pretty sure that they've got a, a much stronger schedule uh that's been played this year uh, than than carolina yeah that'd be the other team that i would think would be right up there uh you know up until 2 weeks ago you know you would say it was it was new england um, but they've they've fallen on a hard time field the last couple of games. So yeah, I mean they're they're a balanced squad. Um, Vegas knows, man. They, they that's a, that's a good indicator because uh, they don't have any biases as far as uh, uh, you know. They they look at the numbers and and they can tell you that who the the best teams are. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think that's too far out of the out of the realm. I think that that Cincinnati would be number one on that list. Did they say? Did they uh, break it down? Do you have, do you know who was right behind them? Or I, I unfortunately I didn't. I didn't look look further than that. I just saw that and it really surprised me. Because yes, yeah. I, I would have thought that uh, Carolina would be number one as well. Yeah, you know so. I, the only thing I can think of, like I said, I, you know Carolina's they play in a relatively weak division. They haven't uh, probably had the same type of schedule as, as Cincinnati. Although you know the the Cincinnati's division is down a little bit this year too. I mean, they got Pittsburgh, who's, who's good, but you know the the Browns are pretty awful. And mm-hmm. um, oh god, oh and and Baltimore's having an off year. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. Uh, it wouldn't have been yeah. my first guess. I probably would have gone no. with Carolina, but uh, and again, you know, I mean, what's what's going to happen when the the lights are shining the brightest in the playoffs? You know, that's been the um, the bugaboo for for Cincinnati uh, the last several years. You know they just haven't played well in big games. So uh, I certainly wouldn't bet the house on on them to to win it all. Right, right. Yeah, Mark. But look how many years we talked about Cincinnati. Remember when they had um, well, what's the crazy receiver? They had the other guy. They had the big receiver in court. They went in ten games, eleven, and they can't win a playoff. We talk about Cincinnati every year. 
and they do nothing, you know. I know. They have yeah. all these big staffs and number one B and team, and then don't do nothing. It's the same thing every year with them. So, you know, I, I just look past them, you know, like I did Atlanta when Atlanta was 6-0 and this year. Everybody, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta ain't won a game yet, you know. Wow, yeah, they have they have flopped big time now, and that's, that's crazy. They, they uh, yeah, they started off so hot. And uh, yeah, they they they've gone on the toilet pretty quickly. <laughs> All right. So the next thing I want to talk about, you know, Sunday night's game, matched the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington Redskins, and and James, you you can vouch on this for me because I at the end of the game I was. I I, I, I I didn't get over this. So basically, Deshaun Jackson had another "what was he thinking" moment. You know, he fumbled the ball after trying to showboat. Um, there was a reason why the Philadelphia Eagles released him. Do you think the Redskins should, Redskins should follow suit? I'm not gonna tell um, you. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, he, he's he's kind of a knucklehead. He really is. I mean, he makes some dumb plays, and he's. I don't think he's the best locker room guy out there, but he's he's electric. I mean, he's he's one of the fastest guys in the league, and I love watching him play. Actually, I don't for whatever reason I really like watching him play, and I think he's a. I mean, he's a heck of a player. He really is. I remember, I think it was him back in uh, when he was in high school. He was in like the high school All American game. And uh, he was going in for a touchdown, kind of uncontested. And uh, he did that thing where you drop the ball, like, before you get into the end zone. That's the goal line, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, that's probably the least, my least favorite move of any move of a uh, football player. I, that, that drives me crazy. And, uh, like, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a high school all-star game. It didn't have anything really, it, nothing was really riding on it. But I think he did that in the pros too one time. Actually, that same move. He, he did that so, yeah, with the Eagles. Yeah, um, <laughs> he makes a lot of dumb mistakes, and uh, he will continue to do that. But man, he's he's lightning, and sometimes he, I mean, he's about the only thing on that uh, uh, on their offense that uh, keeps keeps the defense honest. And uh, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. But uh, yeah, he just needs to tone it down, man, and not not do those. Silly moves. That's for sure. Yeah, true. So, okay, last last question, and here we go again. Johnny Manziel. You know, we talked. Oh, this is the third yeah. week in where we talked about him. Yeah. Um, he's going to return as a, as the starting quarterback yeah. for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Do you think this is sending a mixed message to the team after a two-game benching that he gets Chris. rewarded? Chris. Yes. I got the music in my ear. You got to have it for next week. All right. We'll save the question. <laughs> Got a well, week to think about that one. Yeah, we think about that one. Well, we'll have Nezzy on, so he'll get his thing. But I want to thank you again, Mark, and definitely next week again, right? Yep, definitely. Same bad time, same bad channel. Right, Chris? <laughs> All right. Mark, it's always great talking to you. All right. You too, Chris. You guys have a good right. one. Take, Take care. care. Mm, bye. All right. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 